Hey, good morning, lovely people of the planet. Today we're talking about old films, foreign films, maybe a little bit about how to find a bike saddle that works. That's comfortable, you know? How's it going out there? It's going pretty nicely. It's about a 42 degree morning here in Boise, Idaho. I'm Jeff O. This is the Morning Ride Pedal Powered Podcast. I'm just a dude trying to evolve as a filmmaker, a poet, and as a human being, and thanks for being here with me. Appreciate you letting me be on your ride this morning. Oh, it's already warming up. <laughs> One of the crazy things about Boise is that we don't have a lot of humidity, but when we do it all, and uh, it's 42 degrees, it's a different kind of 42 than like the dry 42, that's for sure. It's warmer, all that water in the air. <laughs> so I've been trying to find a new saddle for my bike for a couple weeks. I'm on the second saddle that is supposedly rated super, super comfy or whatever. <laughs> I'm not finding that to be true. Although, one of the things I'm having a hard time with is getting the saddle position correct, too. That's a big part of it. Another big part of it is I like the uh, saddles that are, have, are firm, that um, don't have a lot of cushion on them. And I think that's part of my problem is that like when I'm on the bike without a backpack on, it's pretty comfortable. But then I put like 15, 20 pounds on, all of a sudden it's not so comfortable. So I'm on the Physique B3, B5, B5. And it's a mountain bike saddle. Really, really super. I love the construction of it. I'm not getting paid to say any of this, by the way. These people don't know that I've got their bicycle seats. But it's got a pretty deep channel in it. The, uh, I've been riding this Wilderness Trails bike, mountain bike seat for, oh God, probably since the 90s. I really don't remember when I got it. I remember that I rode on the stock seat for a long time because uh, I used to ride with bicycle pants. Hey, this is a house that Martian Terry bought. <laughs> How do you like that? That's awfully fun. I used to ride with bicycle pants and that made a, a huge difference in the, in the s system of comfort. Now just on the everyday level, one of the things that helped, and this is crazy to think, I was a, uh, hey, good morning. I was a Levi's guy for years and years and years. And uh, one of the things though is that they, they, don't, they don't bend exactly right for bicycling in a bicycle position, you know? So like for everyday commuting, you know, they snag you here and there. And there's that seam right at the crotch, forms a big button right where you don't want anything <laughs> between 
your body and your seat. That was creating discomfort. So, I finally bought these Beta brand pants, and I've talked about these before. I love the bike to work jeans, or the, no, the Sons of Britches and the uh, bike jeans 2.0, 10.0, the latest version of them. They've got bike to work pants, bike to work jeans, and then they've got the bike to work 2.0, whatever they are. They're fantastic. They've got a uh, different kind of, they've got what they call a gusseted crotch. So there's no button right under your stuffs. Makes it super comfy. Plus they're made out of like Lycra and spandex. And so they're, uh, oh, let's take the back way. Yeah, I know we're going a different, going a different route all together, aren't we? Yeah, we're gonna go hang out at uh, 13th Street. Oh gosh, how am I forgetting the name of it? The coffee shop over there that I love. Oh, they got a stop sign, so that's cool. The ones that have trademarked Wake Up and Live, which is a line directly from a poem. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, it's gonna be one of those days. I don't remember a thing. Well, hell. They call him the jazz poet. African-American poet, jazz poet. Langston Hughes, thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for knowing that. Thank you for helping me with that. Langston Hughes wrote a poem, Wake Up and Live. I think it's the last line of the poem even, or maybe the last line of a section in a longer poem. Anyway, they trademarked it somehow. This goes to show <laughs> the importance of poetry and how it is irreverently tossed aside. Oh, I'm not trying to get all maudlin on it. Yes, I am a little low energy this morning though. I'm sorry about that. So anyway, I also got a charge saddle, the uh, ladle of the spoon. I don't remember, they've got funny names for them. One's the girl's version, one's the guy's version. Really liked that one a lot. Um, but I find that they put weird pressure, which means that I think I don't have my seat uh, tilted correctly. The angle of the seat, because that's like a huge deal with the saddle comfort on a bicycle. Anyway, I generally like it to be a little level. I've got it tilted forward a little bit to keep my butt bones on the back of that seat. I'm a butt bone rider. That's the other thing about bicycle seat comfort is that you gotta know what, how you ride. You gotta know like where your weight rests and where it comfortably rests. And not just because of the seat you're riding, but just like in general on a bike or in a chair. I'm definitely a butt bone kind of guy. So, uh, well, I mean, I guess everyone really is, but you gotta know where that is. <laughs> so this one I think has long-term more comfortability than the other one. It's a shame that Wilderness Trail Bikes puts this sticky covering on top of all their saddles now, so you don't slide around, which who wants to not be able to slide around? That sounds like you're gonna get stuck when you're trying to slide off your seat 
and you're going to have too much weight forward and you're going to go end over because your seat grabs you. Then it's going to grab you on the way down and pound you. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> I want my saddle to be smooth. <laughs> I love the Brooks saddle. Don't get me wrong. I love the Brooks saddle that's on the Little Red Bastard. The problem is it's a, uh, you know, we got too much weather and so I'm afraid that I wouldn't maintain it properly. Uh, little Red Bastard, it doesn't come out in the rain. You know, it's kind of a sports car, a little bike. Uh, okay, so it's like an antique sports car of a bike. Meaning it's not really a sports car. It's really an antique car. <laughs> anyway, I have not come to any conclusions. The, the B-17, their standard Brooks saddle, is by far the most comfortable saddle I've ever had. And it's not practical for me for every day, though, because... Like you got to keep it out of the rain and so you got to buy another cover for it and if you want a cover that doesn't look just like a shower cap sitting on your bike which that deters thieves of course <laughs> note in bicycle security make your bike look like shit <laughs> thieves will not want it <laughs> oh, i love it all right so what I really wanted to talk about, but don't have a plan, don't have a clue how to approach it because it's a wonderment for me, a hmm, is that I've been watching a lot of old films, older films, like from the 60s, 40s. This weekend I watched Persona by Ingmar Bergman. I think it's the first time I'd seen it. And uh, it's one of those things, kind of like, uh, you know, if you think you're a poet in America and you haven't read uh, Walt Whitman and Emily Dickinson, <laughs> you, you know, go read Walt Whitman and Emily Dickinson. Hey, good morning, brother. They, they embody America in brilliant ways, very different ways from one another. Whew, my glasses are fogging up at this stop sign. And the film Persona, it's crazy. It's two ladies. <clears throat> it's very theater-like. But he does this weird thing at the very beginning. He has a strange beginning to it. And then he kind of has a, has a recapitulation of that at the end of the film. Comes back to that weird beginning. And uh, I think I understand what it means. One of the things about reading about Persona, one of the things that I loved the most that I read was... Just as soon as you make a statement about Persona, you can make the opposite statement about it. And I find that to be true. It's a very tricky film. Because it's very much like theater, which a lot of the film in that time was. It was all of a sudden they were realizing that they could edit. And so they were editing theater. It was like, wow, this is the way we always wish theater was. And it's like, well, think about the early films though. And even in the 20s, where they were just doing visual experiments was far more interesting than, uh, 
than just editing the story, right? So we've got the plot, right? And that's what happens. And then we've got narrative, and that's how it happens. And all of this together is story. How the story engages with us. And that's kind of from a literary perspective. I don't hear people talking about that in film. But it's interesting to me trying to make this film and working really hard on it right now. It's like, okay, so I think at the opening I want to see this. And so I describe that in a paragraph, but you don't see that in screenplays. So when is that documented? How is that documented? How does a filmmaker document what they want to see at certain points? I know that like reading Kubrick's 2001, he's got a lot of paragraphs. Like, I don't know, the, I, I'm not even gonna say how many, but like the first 10, 20 pages, it's all paragraphs. Cause it's, you know, that's when the apes are running around and stuff. And he like explicitly says what all those apes need to do. It's crazy in the screenplay. Andrei Tarkovsky, the Russian, <laughs> almost said composer. He is a composer in a way, but the Russian filmmaker. He was a poet first, by the way. His, his father was actually a really well-known poet. His mom was an editor. So he came from a very literary background, which I find fascinating because his films are very lyric, like poetry. Um, the Mirror being my favorite. I watched um, Stalker this weekend, and it was fascinating because I've got his collected screenplays. Thank you, Diane, for tipping me off onto, onto that. And it's fantastic. I love reading Tarkovsky's screenplays. And then, oh, street cleaner. <coughs> and then, uh, I love reading his screenplays and then watching his films because they really add so much. Because, you know, the subtitles only put in so much. They don't put in a lot of context. That's one of the things that really hit me this weekend as I was watching these older films and especially the Russian films because I don't know much about what was going on in Russian politics at what time and so uh, I think I'm missing a lot like in Stalker I think I'm missing a whole lot of the cultural context and the political context of what these uh, guys are talking about as they go into the zone and they're either changed or not depending on <laughs> whether they enter the room it's a fantastic film. I really, really enjoyed a lot of it. Um, a lot of it's still mysterious to me, and I gotta go back and reread that script. Because um, reading, reading Tarkovsky's scripts really helps me. Plus then I can like, read up on some of the, the Russian politics and what was going on culturally, and that helps a little bit too. Um, Anyway, I, don't, I didn't really have a thesis today other than to say that watching old films is fascinating. Watching Persona was fascinating to see how many cinematic techniques um, in editing with the way that he chooses his shots, the way that he moves in, the way that he uses music, when he uses music, how he cuts, uh, how he moves the camera. It's... I, I, I'm... I am not a film analysis person. I'm not a film critic. I'm not a film historian at all. I just like watching films and I like watching as many and reading about as many as I can. But man, <laughs> it's like every film since 1966 when that came out is, has to do with that film. Every film, it's like film school in a film. Uh, watching that, that film and seeing how we have copied 
so many of those techniques. And I know that a lot of those were in development. And uh, I feel like he just really refined them and showed us, hey, this is how this technique can really be used to effect. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Anyway, um, I do highly recommend watching Persona if you have not seen it. It is a fascinating study of what it means to be an individual, what it means to be an individual in society. Um, again, kind of early feminism, the, um, you know, the pressures, you know, what does it mean to be a woman in society uh, and a professional? I, thought, I, felt, I felt that was really strong in this film. Um, anyway, fantastic films. Uh, Stalker, I recommend reading the screenplay before watching the film. That's going to help a lot. Same with The Mirror, too, though. Although that one's just such a beautiful film. Stalker's a little bit more slow-moving. Um, more philosophical. People talking. Well, I am in Hyde Park now at Java on 13th Street. And so I think I'm going to leave you. Hey, if you like riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. Your bicycle could be anything, man. Whatever your bike is, whatever your ride is, I hope that you have an opportunity to engage with that today. You know, one of my rides is films and watching films and making films, and so uh, I'm hoping to engage with that some more today. Engage with a little bit more biking today too, I guess. Gotta get back around from here. So thank you so much for riding with me today. I really appreciate it. Hope that you have a great Monday. Hope that you have a good week. Um, hey, if you enjoy this podcast, not this one in particular, with any of them, <laughs> um, send it on to a friend. Uh, you can go down to my website. That's the easiest way to do that. Um, I really appreciate it because I have a good time with this. And uh, if other people might have a good time with it, I hope that they do. So thank you for that. Um, Tell me, what are some of your favorite films? Do you see any good films this weekend? I know, I'm trying to get out of here and get out of your hair so that you can get on with your ride. <laughs> All right. Well, hit me up on my website or on the interwebs. Let me know what some of your favorite films are. I would love to discuss those with you at some time. Appreciate you being on the ride with me. I hope that you have a fantastic day. Hope that you have a good week. Um, enjoy the ride because uh, I think it's the only one we've got here, folks. <laughs>